going on, everybody? It is yours truly. Oh, Kayfabe here. Welcome back, everyone, to a long, highly anticipated World of Fandom podcast. You guys know what it is. It's all about fandom. It's all about love of everything that we love in the world of fandom. We still haven't worked on a tagline. We're working on that. Anyway, I am joined here with me with my brother from another mother. I got Andrew Cutter. What's going on? Hey, yo. How you doing, Connor? It is, um, it's been, a, it's been a, it's been a, what, two weeks now, and, uh, we did the Rick and Morty episode last time, and we've been just, uh, super crazy busy with the holiday season literally right around the corner. I mean, Christmas, as of this recording, is two weeks away. Oh, boy, and I think Christmas is the only saving grace of 2020, uh, and even mm. then, is it's, it's kind of iffy on that one, but, uh, this, this week's episode is gonna be a little, a little different, because originally we had a vote over on Twitter, and you guys did so graciously vote, which we appreciate, and if you guys haven't followed us over on Twitter, I'm not sure what you guys are doing, at Pod Fandom, we put up a vote about favorite video games and RPG one, but this time we're not going to get right into that just yet because Andrew, I think we've got so many things to talk about. This one's going to be kind of like a, uh, a big gumbo, uh, hodgepodge mix of so many different things to talk about since we, that episode last. Yeah. It's kind of like a reaction podcast. If anything, woo, woo, Put up a little thumbnail of me acting excited. Ah. <laughs> you know, what I like, too, is I'm sure everyone probably knows this, but at the start of this podcast, we always start off with pleasantries about how we are and all that stuff. Yep. Like, we didn't just talk 20 minutes before the podcast actually started. Correct. A little, little behind the scenes, but there you go. Don't break the, the pleasantries wall. is just Pleasantries are just for the pleasantries. Yeah, we we've, we've secretly hate each other. We're just doing this for the sake of... <laughs> the show. <laughs> oh my! Hey, by the way, I, on a side note, right? We we did yeah. talk a little bit earlier. Uh, people know I was a little bit under the weather yesterday. Nothing serious. I don't want anyone to be concerned or anything. But it took me some time to actually catch up on some movies. And I told you I watched Lord of the Rings again. <laughs> and we're just talking about Lord of the Rings. We're not going to talk about the other movies. Yeah. But let me tell you, that movie holds up so fucking good. And listen, from someone who's read the books and watch the movies like it is just an amazing feat and watch the, all the extra features and everything i yeah. just want to throw out there the lord of the rings is an amazing movie that has aged so well and we were talking about how harry potter was faithful to the adaptation yep this was also incredibly faithful of course i had to cut a lot of stuff but oh. my god oh <laughs> my so god you dude you're talking about fellowship of the ring right yeah, yeah, I just watched Fellowship. After f five hours of movie, I said, oh, fuck, I can't do two hours today. I'll, I'll wait till the next time I'm sick. Uh, that was, that was a great, that was like a great, that. like, really, like, you know, hearty movie, and it's like, that's part one. Like, <laughs> I know. Oh, shit. It's like all the Star Wars. I got, I got, shit, I got shit to do. Mm. Hey, do we have time for one quick hot take before we start? I think we've got, I think pretty much this whole episode is going to be one gigantic hot take. Because okay. I have obviously the big thing that I want to talk about, and but in that thing, like that bubble, there is a shit ton to dissect. Okay. But go uh, for it. Hot takes. Real, real quick hot take, right? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of my hot takes are either video game or card game centric. That's mm -hmm. not all I do, people. Um, on a side note, I have started collecting the Dragon Ball card game because it's really cheap. Ooh. It's actually a pretty fun card game. But yep. hot take, right? Yep. Um, Bandai of America, uh, well, Bandai in general, um, released a new Digimon card game for Japan, and it was set only for Japan. Good news is is that not only is it coming to the U.S., but it's coming next month in January. Hmm. And I'm telling you, there's a, actually an app that allows you to play the game and kind of train in it. Um, it's only like five matches, but this has to be one of the most fluid and best card games that I have had a chance to play in a long time. It's still in its infancy. They've only had four series release and three, no, five, uh, five starter decks, but it's a really fun game. So even if you don't have that much interest in Digimon, it might be a good game to jump onto because it'll be young, it'll be easy and accessible, and it has a really good format. Should this be something we should jump on, the bandwagon early, or what do you think? Oh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm already on the wagon. I'm going to extend my so, hand and drive you on it. So not to go into too much, but they have um, the way that they well, okay. So I won't explain the whole game, but it's segmented into colors, yeah. right? So right now they have red, blue, yellow, black, purple, green, I okay. believe, yep. and then it's also segmented. And the basic concept is that every person gets a security 
basically security cards. Consider them your life points. So you get five of them, and then you get attacked directly. And if you get attacked directly, you lose. The cool thing is, is any Digimon can Digivolve from any other Digimon of the equivalent color. So if you remember in the show, um, Birdramon Digivolves in Gurudumon, right. and then technically Digivolves in Phoenixmon, and then Greymon Digivolves into Metal Greymon. But if you want Metal Greymon to Digivolve into Phoenixmon instead, that's perfectly fine, as long as it's a red going to a red. So it's kind of cool because it opens up a lot of uh, variety. But the first uh, starter decks are uh, Gaia Red, Heaven Yellow, and I forget what the blue one's called. It's basically mm-hmm. War Greymon, Seraphimon, and um, Mag- uh, Metal Gurumon. So it looks like it's going to be a great game. I'm jumping on the bag wagon. You better jump on too so that we can dump in a lot of money that we don't have and just piss off our lives. I was just laughing because when I said, like, oh, are you, uh, you know, should we jump on the bandwagon? And I just pictured you, like, on the other end of this call, surrounded by Digimon cards, like, making a fucking fortress. (laughs) I already have the Japanese cards. You're just like, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I do want to take a moment for, I don't think we said this beforehand. We might have, because it's been a while, but, um, we lost a great soul in wrestling with Pat Patterson. Yes, that was um, that was tough. That was mm-hmm. that was a big one because um, mm-hmm. Pat's had a lot of influence on a lot of different things. You know, not only was you know first an inter- intercontinental champion, uh, he brought in your favorite boy, The Rock. Yep, People's Champ. Uh, he invented the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So he invented the Royal Rumble. He uh, he was known for a lot of the great finishes in wrestling. Yes. Um, and just all around, I don't think anyone had a bad word to say about Pat Patterson and the first openly gay uh, professional wrestler, too, um, especially in a time when that wasn't happening. Um, so that's important. But, I mean, you can wa- uh, listen to anyone that talks about Pat Patterson. And I've been listening to a lot, even like Jim Cornette. I've been listening to a lot of him. And, like, everyone has nothing but good things to say about Pat. So, rest in peace, first Intercontinental Champion, won it in a phony tournament, but, hey, he's still number one in my book. Uh, You will be missed. You know what's interesting? Um, Eric Bischoff was asked in an interview once, they said, if you could bring one person over of your choice, you know, looking back now, who would you bring? And he said, Pat. And you know why? Mm -hmm. He said, because of the reason you mentioned earlier, he goes, we had trouble with finishes, and Pat Patterson was arguably the best finish booker in the business. Um, mm. And he goes, I think that would have been a huge asset. I'm like, no, you can't, you can't disagree with that one. Um, but yeah, huge influence. I, they had him. They actually, I don't know if you saw SmackDown, but on SmackDown the, the the Friday after his passing, they actually brought out the old original Intercontinental Championship belt that Pat won. Yeah, in honor of him. So, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they dedicate the Rumble to him this year. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But there is a boatload of things to talk about, uh, Andrew. First and foremost, do you like rap battles? (laughs) Of course. Do I like epic rap battles? Oh, how about epic rap battles of history? Oh, I love those kind of rap battles. So we did tweet this out on the podcast uh, Twitter, at PodFandom. Again, you should really follow. Uh, Epic Rap Battles of History is one of my favorite YouTube series ever. I've been following the the tailings of Nice Peter and Epic Lloyd. If you don't know what that is, uh, it is basically Nice Peter and Epic Lloyd, along with a team and various guest stars, come along and basically perform rap battles between historic figures in history. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But the most recent one they did, their season finale, just dropped a couple weeks ago, and it it is one that is rich and heavy for the show. Uh, it is Luke Skywalker versus Harry Potter, but it was all Lego themed. And I'll tell you, fucking amazing. It's hilarious. I got shades of death battle when this happened because Luke and Harry fought in death battle. But um, yeah, dude, I love epic rap battles. Um, I have a bunch of their songs downloaded for when I work out. My favorite epic rap battle, and it's tough. I love Alexander the Great versus... Uh, I've been the terrible, but I also love Pennywise versus Joker. I think those are the two best that they've released, at least in some time. But um, yeah, the Luke Skywalker and the um, Harry Potter, it was a <laughs> solid rap battle. There, there's was, a there's a few that I think are underrated. I've listened to them all and I've I've memorized a good chunk of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dracula versus Vlad is grossly underrated i thought I, that I agree. was really good i wasn't huge mm-hmm. on it at first but after like re-listening to it i'm like um 
Yeah, I thought about that. I was like, hmm, yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones. I think um, Jacques Cousteau versus uh, the cro uh, Crocodile Hunter yep. was also um, underrated. I can, let me go to my thing real quickly because they don't have all the stuff on iTunes. But, um, oh, shit, go to my music. And then I have specifically a playlist just for Epic Rap Battle. So Joker versus Pennywise, Batman versus Sherlock Holmes, Goku versus Superman is really good. I like the Renaissance artist versus the Turtles, but I like it mostly for the beginning start than the end. Jack the Ripper and Hannibal is yes. incredibly underrated. Alexander the Great Ivan, the terrible Trump versus Hillary was also pretty funny <laughs> and a good beat. Yep. Um, I think it was much better than the Trump Biden one, but you know, it is what it is. Mm. Um, mostly because Abraham Lincoln pops in at the end and just fucks shit up. Um, so you know what? It's great stuff. And, uh, I hope they continue doing fantastic stuff. Fantastic raps. Agreed. And, uh, speaking of death battle, might as well bring this up too. Cause we, I am a fan of death battle as well. Formerly screw attack. Did you hear about the season finale? Um, I'm sure I did, but I forgot about it. But what is it? So the season finale, which I believe is going to break right around Christmas time, is Hulk versus Broly. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. In that case, let me think. That's tough. Because that is here's tough. Here's the thing that a lot of people... Whenever people pit Dragon Ball Z characters against combo characters, and again, I'm, you know I love them both tremendously, so I'm mm. not taking favorites. The majority of the time, this, the combo characters are going to win. Like, if you take Superman versus Goku, it's not even a fucking challenge. Goku would lose continuously. Superman, especially Superman, just flew up into the fucking sun and absorbed energy. Like, people like the Flash would just destroy him, but here's the thing. Marvel characters are substantially weaker baseline than DC characters. That's not an insult, that's just a fact. So, it comes down to whether or not the Hulk can get angry enough or if Broly can get angry enough. I don't know. That's actually a tough one. Right. If I had... if mm, mm. Right. Is this Dragon Ball Super Broly, or is this Dragon it, Ball it Z appears Broly? To, it appears to be Super. Okay, so if it's Super Broly... Um, yeah, that's tough. Uh, you know what? Even though I think Hulk is technically stronger, Broly has more stuff to his repertoire... So, and he did punch reality so hard that it shattered. So, I don't know. It's, I think, and this is, gonna, this is for my opinion, I think it depends really on, it's, it is tough. I think it depends on who has more um, durability. If mm. Hulk has more durability, then he wins. But I think if they're on equal layers, I think Broly would win. Yeah. That's a weird way I to guess, say that, but yeah, I think that's... I guess That's another tough. way to kind of justify it, and this is a terrible reasoning, but the only thing that could defeat Broly without getting gods involved is Gogeta. And Gogeta mm. in Dragon Ball Super is theoretically on par with that of a lesser god of destruction. Mm. So the question is, are the gods of destruction more powerful than the MC gods like Thor or Loki or Hercules? That's an oh dude, don't get us into this debate right now. <laughs> you know what? I want Broly to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Hulk won. And you know what? I hate to say it, I might lean towards Hulk just because on paper, those superhero characters tend to be stronger than Dragon Ball characters. Yeah, so we'll it, it is. It is kind of weird and unfair sometimes when you put like, um, you know, um. Yeah. It is it is weird to, to put them against like that each other. So I mean, we'll have to figure it out. But the season finale of Death Battle, I think, is right around the corner, right around Christmas time. So check it out for yourself. It's definitely going to highly recommend that one for sure. But Andrew, mm -hmm. do you like Disney? <laughs> Not in a long time, but I still pay for their services. <laughs> well, obviously, the big one, the big thing that that I wanted to talk about was um, the insane amount of announcements coming from uh, the 2020 Disney Investor Day. Yeah. Um, which I glanced at quickly, but I didn't necessarily put a lot of stock into getting into what exactly is going on with it. Um, probably half because, you know, a lot of it was Marvel, a lot of it was Star Wars. Um, 
and as you know, I don't care as much about Marvel and Star Wars. I mean, it's been fantastic with Mandalorian, but and dude, did you watch this week's episode? When oh yeah, oh Fofet's yeah, has got a nice new paint job. I'm just saying that he has a nice <laughs> new paint job. Um, but you know, and another thing is, I knew that we were eventually going to talk about it, so I kind of wanted to go in blind, sure, and just kind of react as as we went. By the way, I, I, I've been, I don't know if you've seen them, but I have been doing weekly Mandalorian reviews on my YouTube channel. I have, yes. So um, I have been following it very closely. Season finale is going to be fucking mint. I love this week, Bill Burr. Oh, my God. Oh, love, my God, dude. Love, love Bill Burr. Dude, he's one of the most underrated comedians out there. He I, is so good. I think he's one of the top ten like of current generation. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. You know what the other thing is? Is he's not afraid i'm not gonna get into it right now but you know how <laughs> comedy has changed a lot yes i'm like i think the pc-ness think, yes the yeah. wokeness has made it tough for comedians to tell the jokes that they want to tell for ill or for good but comedy should be one of those art forms that should not be subjected to that kind of stuff because laughter is laughter uh, regardless of what comes from it. And it's all in good fun. Nobody means actually what they say for the most part. Mm. And I think Bill Burr is one of the last few people that actually just go out there and do their thing and they say they throw fucking caution to the wind and yep. he just does it. Yep, that's what I love about him. He's yeah. like, I don't give a crap, you know. Uh, I don't give a shit about what you have to say. And, and that that is so refreshing and so missed. Mm. So before we actually get into these reveals, I, I'm sure you kind of follow with Mandalorian, with Star with with everything that's going on. And I do want to kind of point out, this has been brought to my attention by various different YouTubers, is a lot of these, if you notice, a lot of these movies or TV shows that are coming out are not set in the new sequel trilogy timeline. It's set relatively in the the, the Galactic War timeline, right? So oh, I think that's yeah. I think that's important to point out, and we can talk about that later. Number two is I heard, I think we all know the rumors that uh, Special Stan might be coming in as Luke Skywalker. They're heavy rumors, but they're still rumors. But there's also rumors, and these are less heavy, but that Mara Jade might be showing up. Do you know who Mara Jade is? No. So, as you uh, know, I love the extended universe of Legends. Mara Jade was Luke's wife. And in the um, and she was instrumental in probably the best Star Wars stories ever told, the Thrawn trilogy. And what's interesting about her is she was actually an assassin for the Emperor, and her job was to kill Luke Skywalker. Uh, retroactively, she was in Jabba's palace trying to kill him there, but she just she fucked up, and she hated him because he he invader killed the Emperor. So in her taking to Luke is like it's a lot of her wanting to kill him but she's not revealing that she wants to kill him and she begrudgingly has to work with him eventually the two kind of fall for each other because and what's really cool is there's a cool scene I'm getting off the beaten track there's a cool scene at the end of the Thrawn trilogy where he actually they find Luke's first lightsaber Anakin's first lightsaber and, mm. um, and basically at the end of the story he gives it to her and she said why did you give this to me and he said I don't know Part of me thinks that you should have it. Part, well, yeah, I don't know. Pussy. No. Um, he, he said, part of me thinks you should have it. Part of me thinks you should. Uh, you earned it. But most importantly, I think there's no one better that should have this lightsaber. So she actually is the last person to wield Anakin's lightsaber. Um, but she was such an instrumental character in the uh, Legends universe. Her deletion, along with Grand Admiral Thrawn initially, I know he's back, but her deletion was one of the things that made me hate this new era of Star Wars. Um, it was probably one of the strongest characters in Star Wars removed. And just even the rumors of her possibly returning is, um, I mean, it brings a tear to my eye. But they're just rumors right now, so. Well, let's 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 kick things off with Star Wars then, because there was a lot of, I mean, they, I knew they were going to make some announcement and drop some trailers on us on the investor call, because now, the, the in case you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, D23, or the Disney Investor Call, is usually, as it's referred to sometimes, is basically like Disney's big convention where they, you know, it's, it's their version of like Comic-Con, where they reveal uh, trailers, announcements, and everything like that, and, and there was a lot of eyes on them because, you know, there was a lot of intellectual properties that they had that 
you know, we were waiting to hear like tidbits of information, you know, Marvel and Star Wars in some in some respects, you know, movies and stuff like that, and what was coming to Disney Plus because obviously Disney Plus has had a tremendous amount of success in its first year. I mean, it's absolutely insane. I think they said like they have something like eight million, um, eight to nine million paid subs, so it's like it's it's up there. Um, yeah, but I, let's be honest, all those are for the Mandalorian. I'm paying sixty seven dollars uh, a year for just to watch the Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean, well, you may change your mind after this because there's some really good, really good uh, things coming about here. So let's let's talk about these these things. Let's talk about Star Wars Disney Plus series. So um, Disney Plus is getting two new Star Wars shows plus spinoffs uh, from the Mandalorian. So some of these have been directly tied into. Uh, or have been basically suggested that Mandalorian is, is it's going to be happening in either the same time frame or same bubble. Um, mm-hmm. The first one is Rangers of the New Republic. Correct. Yep. Um, this is a direct spinoff of Mandalorian with um, what's her name? Oh, God, I'm forgetting her name. The, the female up. character. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we don't even know what Mando's real name is, so I don't feel ashamed. I feel like they mentioned it in one of the episodes. Um, maybe I, I might have, um, but it's a character that's played by Gino uh, Carano, um, Cara Dune, right? Yes. The the Ranger uh, show is supposed to be about her, correct? And some yes. other characters. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll let you talk about it first. No, no, go ahead. Go right ahead. Um, I think out of any of the shows that's going to be coming out, I think this might be one of the best ones because it would be tangentially closest to Mandalorian, and uh, you have a relatively good character off there. You know, it's kind of funny. A lot of people, you know, um, Gina has been having a lot of controversy over her because yep. people don't like her political views. My basic thoughts on that is, fuck it. I don't care what people's political views are. If she's an actress, she's an actress. We shouldn't allow that to interfere in the storytelling. Correct. And she's a pretty good actress, and she plays the role really well. So I also like the fact that this is going to sound like it's going to be, like, there's going to be no Jedi in this. It's going to be kind of its own thing, dealing with the New Republic. So I think out of all the, the stuff that's been coming out, this is one of the things I'm looking forward to really? more than the others. Okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, we don't get a lot of information on every show and you're going to actually have to fill me on most of them because the only other one that I know is going to be the Ahsoka one. Yep, I, I, yeah. I just breeze through these so I don't know everything that's going on with all of them. Maybe you should give me a description before we get into each show. Sure. But I mean, again, good character and if it, if if they kind of follow a similar formula to the Mandalorian, I think it could be very successful. Um, well, basically, th- there's a lot of th- they didn't really go into a lot of detail in certain in certain ones. Like they gave like uh, they gave um, general descriptions about some of these, but they didn't really go into a, a lot of detail in cer- in terms of certain ones. I mean, we did get we did get a couple of of trailers from you know more Marvel stuff. We did get some we we, we did get some uh, Star Wars ones too. I'm trying to pull out the. The, the full list here. Bear with me one Isn't second. Isn't there supposed to be a Buzz Lightyear movie coming out too? Oh, I'm getting there. I'm definitely okay. getting there. I don't um, want to jump too far ahead. No, no, you're 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 good. I'm trying to find I'm trying to find like more descriptions of um let me just see here. Bear with me one second. God damn it, I had a full list. But yeah, the Ahsoka Tano one's the also big one, so it's basically just mm-hmm. Star Wars uh Ahsoka. Here we go. Um so Obviously, it's going to be setting again in the same time frame as Mandalorian, and it will have Rosario Dawson, who just starred as Ahsoka Tano in Mandalorian, as the lead role, which I think I, I was like, they fucking nailed that one. Yeah, I think if there's, um, I think it was easy money to do this. Um, it's funny, too, because I remember first seeing Ahsoka in that um, Clone Wars movie with Baby Jabba the Hutt. It's funny, Baby Yoda, Baby Java. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing that with Christine. I'm like, God, this girl is so annoying. Like, I did not like Ahsoka when she first came around. Yeah. But I think the character has definitely evolved and grown to the point that she's a fan favorite. And they did well by her in that. And I think Rosaria Dawson knocked out the ballpark with her because it's always tough to transition cartoon or animation into live action with the right actor, especially seeing that it's going to be a different voice actor versus the actual actor. But she... Dude, she did a good job in the first, you know short few minutes that she was in there. No, I agree. Um, 
Sorry, bear with me. I'm trying to find these descriptions now. It's going to piss me off because I want to find these things. And I had notes, damn it. I had notes. Um, but those are the big ones that are going to be direct spinoffs of, um, of Mandalorian. And there's apparently three other shows that they plan to feature in crossovers in the future that they haven't fully announced yet. Now, this is one, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to both of those. This one, the next one, uh, mm-hmm. is The Bad Batch which I'm really looking forward to because I'm like, this is a very different idea. This is a very different series. Did you hear about this? Uh, please, enlighten <laughs> me. So it's the same animation style as the Clone Wars series, and basically it's an animated series about what's called the Bad Batch of Clones from the Clone Wars. <clears throat> okay. So it's a group of, I believe, five uh, clone uh, troopers, soldiers, from the Clone Wars that apparently break away from uh, what eventually becomes the Empire. Okay. So <laughs> no comments. Are they good? Well, I mean, are the good guys or bad guys? They're called they the Bad Batch, so I'm assuming they're bad. Well, I don't know. It's just they're they're rebelish. I can't say rebels. Rebelsish. Rebelsish. Uh, Ish. Man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure it'll be good, but uh, it, nothing here jumps out at me. Okay. Uh, Star Wars Andor. Starring Rogue One's Diego Luna is coming to Disney Plus in 2022. We did see a little bit of a teaser for that one, too. Did you see that? No. Who's Diego Lewis again? Who did he play? Uh, is she or whatever? And, Andor, I believe. Hold on. Diego Luna is... Uh, from Rogue One. Yeah, he's the um, he's the male lead from I Rogue One. I thought he died. Nope. Didn't him and the other one die on the planet? I don't believe so. Rogue One. I'm I'm pretty sure they both got blown up by the Death Star. Unless this is a prequel. Maybe it's a prequel. Yeah, ca- uh, Cassie I, and Andor. Okay. Got it. So it must <laughs> be set before New Hope. Okay. Let, me, let me see here. It's an upcoming America. Uh, let me just see here. It is a prequel to Star Wars film Rogue One, following okay. the character Cassie and Andor five years before the events of the film. So it's okay. basically going to happen, I'm assuming, after Revenge of the Sith, but before Rogue One. I'm just going to do because I'm 99% sure he died. Well, it's a prequel. I just said it's a prequel to Rogue One. I know, but I, okay, this is going to be jaded, Andrew. I don't really <laughs> want to watch a movie. I, I don't really want to watch a TV show about someone that's going to be dead. Well, don't you want to know how this, he gets to the point of almost dying? <laughs> no, just like Han Solo, I don't care. Okay, here we go. I'm going to rant a bit. Uh, okay, okay. There's, there's a few things I don't like, <laughs> and they kind of tie together. Yeah. I don't like time travel and stories. Really? I don't want. Oh, unless it's, it's specifically a story about time travel, like uh, Back to the Future or anything like that. Yeah. Then that's fine if it's a gimmick. If it is what it is, but I hate when they do time travel, right? Because okay. I don't want to know what the future is because the future is never truly set for characters. Or if it is set, then it kind of takes away all the momentum of the, the characters themselves. Fair that's enough. just me. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. But number two is I don't really care to do prequels especially about characters who are dead because here's the thing imagine this tv show just, just the way you said that i'm sorry I just i don't want to cut you off but it's like they're dead <laughs> well he's dead but here's the thing imagine this i'm going to just take an example imagine this prequel right where he's in a situation where it's life or death and we don't know if he's going to make it well mm. Of course we know he's going to make it. It's because he's alive up until Rogue One and when he dies. Or he gets this love interest that everything means, she means everything to him. And then you're wondering, are they going to stay together? Nope, he dies. Like, <laughs> we already know his ending. I, and he wasn't an interesting enough character. He was fine character. From my recollection of Rogue One, mind you, I've only seen it twice. I know that's blasphemous. I've seen the Darth Vader section like 16 times. But <laughs> I've only seen the movie twice. Like, his character was not terribly memorable. Yep. So, okay. So, anyways, I, I'm, I'm... All right. Fair. No, 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 you're good. Uh, by the way, I did find more better descriptions of these shows. And one thing I will say is that Ahsoka Tano and Rangers of the New Republic will both be produced by David Filoni and John Favreau, who also did uh, Mandalorian. So, if they do anything with these series that they did with Mando, I'm fucking all in. Um, and or... 
doesn't really give much of a description. Bad Batch says it follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch, first introduced in the Clone Wars, as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. Members of the Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically from their brothers in the Clone Army, each possess a singular exceptional skill that makes them extra extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. In the post-Clone War era, they will take on daring missions, mercenary missions, as they struggle to stay afloat and find a new purpose. I'm sure Clone Wars fans are going to like that. So, Yep. Um, we already talked about Andor. And then the big last one. Oh, well, no, there's, there's other ones. I'll save the, the, that, that piece for last. Um, Star Wars Visions. Uh, presenting an all-new creative take on a galaxy far, far away, Star Wars Visions will be a series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. The anthology series will bring 10 fantastic visions from several of the leading Japanese animated studios, offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. I mean, that sounds like a pretty interesting concept, a little short series right there. Probably nothing yeah. in a major tie-in, you know, but hey, I'm all for anime. I'm perfectly fine with an anthology series of just short stories mm -hmm. because it allows a lot of creative freedom and when you bring creative freedom in, you don't know what could be produced from it. So right. that sounds like it could be fun. Uh, let's see where we got Lando, the galaxy's favorite scoundrel, Lando Carissian, will return in Lando, a brand new event series to Disney Plus. Justin Simeon, creator of critically acclaimed Dear White People and a huge Star Wars fans, is in the early stages of developing the project. That could go either way. I feel like that could go either way with Lando. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I how can I say this? I think I'm excited for the show, but I'm very, very cautiously optimistic. That's what I mean. Um, yeah. Out of all the characters from the original series, Lando was definitely one that was most underdeveloped, but he's definitely one that had like the most intrigue to him because he's just such a swashbuckling, charismatic, womanizing asshole that you're kind of curious to know more about him. So, yeah, let's go for it. Is this going to be set during the the Han Solo movie era. There's not there's not much that's said about it, and like I said, you have to keep in mind uh, both Andrew and people listening. A lot of these announcements, I'm getting as much details as I can about them. Some of them are just saying like, "Hey, these are being worked on." That's like all they they okay. said. Um, the Acolyte. Um, apparently, uh, Leslie Headland uh, brings a new Star Wars series to Disney Plus with the Acolyte, a mystery thriller that will take viewers into the galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. That's literally all we get. <laughs> so, um, Fair enough. this one, I, I have to say, I think is stupid. Now, okay. now, now, mind you, I'm going off of the limited information that we have, but just. I'm curious to hear Andrew's reaction to this. Well, why do you think it's stupid? You'll hear. Well, let me explain what it is first. Then, then, okay. A droid story. Oh. <laughs> as Lucas, so wait, we're, we're following a droid. Just as Lucasfilm continues to develop new stories, the intersection of animation and visual effects offers new opportunities to explore. Lucasfilm Animation is teaming up with Lucasfilm's visual effects teams to develop a special Star Wars adventure film for Disney Plus, A Droid Story. This epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by legendary duo R2-D2 and C-3PO. Oh. <laughs> Contain your excitement, Andrew. Okay. Well, here's my problem with the droids, right? Mm -hmm. And listen, I love R2-D2 and C-3PO. I think they are the... the the, the, the shindigs, right? I love the manicness of C-3PO and the slapstick of R2-D2. But here's the thing. When dealing with uh, any kind of artificial or sentient life in fictional media, you have to approach it one of two ways. You can approach it the way Star Trek does, which is a big philosophical debate on whether or not that sentient being is in fact sentient and two, does it have rights as a sentient being, right? It's a fantastic, and every Trek fan is going to know this, it's a fantastic episode of Star Trek Next Generation, I believe it was season two, called Measure of Man, where they had to have a court case on whether or not Data was allowed to have rights. It's actually one of my because, favorite episodes, to be honest with you. Okay, so you do know about it. Oh, here's yeah. The thing about, here's the thing about Star Wars. Droids are not considered sentient. They are not treated so by the, the characters in Star Wars. Now, us as a fans may get attached to BB-8 or, or R2-D2 because they're, they're kind of cute and they, they do whimsical stuff, right? And they, they, they are essential to saving the day. But to Luke Skywalker, 
they're basically just pets at best. Like no one gives a fuck about C three PO. Do you like notice like he gets blown up and uh, like Han Solo's like, oh god, I hope this doesn't cock block me with Leia. Like no one gives a shit. Like that's like <laughs> Chewbacca, basically the dog of the group, the pet of the group <laughs> is the only one that cares about the other pet. I feel like so I hit a trigger pro- here. <laughs> so here's the problem with doing this kind of series uh-huh. is that oh, Star it's, oh, Wars it's not is, it's not a series. It's a film. Or whatever. Whatever the film is, right? Yeah. Star Wars is telling me to care about something that, in its universe, they don't consider a sentient life. Now, right. maybe they are. We can debate that. But everyone in the Star Star Wars universe considers them just tools, which is fine. I mean, if that's how you want to approach, I'm not I mean, telling you that they have to be sentient. But I don't. I don't care about the pets. I mean, like for- it's it's like if you made a Chewbacca film, I'd be like. Great, we're following. I'd actually the dog be down. really interested in a Chewbacca film pre Clone Wars. Because, like, I, I will say this about the prequels, like the whole idea of like Chewbacca's like species. I'm like, hmm, okay. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how that how that goes about. But let's let's be real here. R two D two was far more effective than C three PO. C three PO was fucking Google Translate with legs. That's True. all he was. He, he, he didn't he was do anything effective. else. He was more effective, but I would say C three PO is more entertaining of the two. I mean, okay, entertainment. Okay, I'll give you that. But um, but the last one, and I want to save the best one for last. The best one for last is Obi Wan Kenobi. Fuck yeah! I didn't hear about this. Apparently, Hayden Christensen is coming back. Yes. So Ian McGregor. I don't know been, how they're going to do that because he's kind of burnt up. I. It's probably going to be James flashbacks, but it's probably going to be flashbacks. But fuck it. Ian McGregor returns in the iconic role of Jedi Master Obi Wan Kenobi for a special event series on Disney Plus. Uh, the series begins ten years after the dramatic events of Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith, where he faced his greatest defeat, and is of course has been confirmed that yes, uh, we will see the return of Hayden Christensen as Darth. Vader. This is going to be. I I think I was a little bit iffy about the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Um, although I do love the TikTok meme. That's fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. With Hayden Christensen coming back as Vader, you have a lot of opportunity to have a lot of interesting moments between Revenge of the Sith and and A New Hope. Um, a lot of them. Here's my problem with Hayden Christensen coming back. You have to be a fucking genius to make it work. One, you can't... No one can do the voice in the suit other than James Earl Jones. That's what I just came to believe. As long as that guy's alive, you're screwed. He's got to be the voice. So Hayden Christensen can't be the voice. Is he going to be a flashback? Sure, he can be a flashback, but he's going to look 20 years older than he was and when he should be flashing back to. And the hey, only we- other option you have is him taking the suit off. Which, we had this we know. had this debate about we had this discussion about like how did I I don't know if I had this with you about Palpatine looking like weird in terms of his age. Like he looked younger uh, in the prequel he looked older in the prequels, but then again they filmed the prequels afterwards. It was fucking confusing. But anyway, um but I think that's the biggest one out of all of them in terms of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi getting the return of Hayden Christensen. It's probably going to be a lot of flashbacks cuz you're right. It's it's like how how are they going to do that, you know? Um but yeah. So, I mean, what do you think about the Star Wars announcements overall? Um, pretty new qualm. Some of them sound pretty good. Rangers, Ahsoka sound good. Um, Obi-Wan, I mean, let's go for it. Let's see how it goes. But I would have... Okay, this is what I would have liked. I would have liked them kind of catering a bit more towards what I wanted. Like, okay. <laughs> this is Sebastian saying coming back as Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is my favorite character. You have a perfect opportunity to utilize that character and tell stories of him still in his prime before the fucking downfall of the prequel trilogy. So I would have liked a little bit more of characters like that. I guess we got it with Lando, but like I would have liked a little bit more of that. But overall, not bad. I'm just a little worried that they're doing too much too soon. They got a hit with Mandalorian, but I don't have enough time in the day to watch all these shows along with everything else that I'm doing. So I'm curious on which shows are going to succeed and which shows are going to fail because I think only the most hardcore Star Wars fans are going to watch every show. By the way, like when I, these come out, I'm not watching. I'm sorry, well, go ahead. Well, when these come out, I'm probably not going to be watching the Droid thing. I'm not going to be watching Bad Batch. I'm probably only going to watch the ones that I mentioned: the Rangers, the Ahsoka, and Obi Wan. So, by the way, yeah, I was I, 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 don't know. I was a little off on the numbers. I thought that. Um, as of this year, 
Um, <laughs> I thought that uh, Disney Plus had like eight or nine million subscribers. I was off by a little bit. They have 86 million right now. Oh, wow. That's fucking huge. It is. Uh, Isn't just, there a report that they're not going to be making money until like 2024? Um, I mean, they, they they are seeing a lot of investment into this. In fact, they, they I did hear that I think by March they're going to increase it by a dollar. But okay. um, but I mean, realistically, they have the money to burn, and and that's oh, that's my point here. That you know, you bring up a good point. There's something I want to mention about this with with both the Star Wars and the Marvel stuff, which we'll talk about in a minute. I will say that Disney is doing things right with these series. Like, you know, I was talking to somebody about this. I was talking to another friend of mine, and I said, they're doing these series at least the right way, most of them. I'm not saying all of them. But, like, when, remember when we were growing up, how, like, you'd see, like, those Disney cartoons that were, like, clear, like, trying to, like, milk the fucking cash cow of the animated feature film it was based off of? Of course. Yeah, Aladdin, Hercules, so and so forth. Yes, okay, thank God. You know what I'm talking about. So, I feel like... That was like their test run, and then Mandalorian was a test run in a different way, and it becomes such a huge hit. They're like, oh, we can actually do this. We can flesh out this, you know, um, these universes into different like nooks and crannies that we can like really branch out on. And they're bringing and they're doing it right by bringing in the right actors and the right roles, and because they have the fucking money to burn it. And I think that Disney knows. I, I think you're right about that in terms of like. Um, you know, uh, them not getting a return on their investment, but they're going to get it back pretty fucking quick. I think it's going to be less than 2024. I think well, it's going to be sooner than that. If you remember the start of this conversation, one of the one of the things that I point out is none of these shows are being set during the prequel or the sequel trilogy, right? Um, I think they realize one is how disastrous the sequel trilogy was to their fandom. And to just Star Wars in general, yeah, they made money. But I mean, you could put Star Wars on anything and it'll make money, um, in theory, right? right? And number two, if you look at it, none of these shows are Kathleen Kennedy. They're all Favreau, the double F's. Like, it's not her. And not for nothing, it, it's good that it's not her. I think the right people are on the job and they're focusing on the right era of Star Wars because you can tell new stories and bring in new fans. But you also get to milk that nostalgia, big time. Right. I mean, I think that there's obviously going to be some some duds in in, in general. Um, mm -hmm. We'll see how these play out. We might be right. We might be wrong. We might be wrong in terms of a bunch of these ones, you know. But um, I'm never wrong. <laughs> um, but I'm just. It's it's a very exciting time. And speaking of excitement, Andrew. There's a shit ton of Marvel announcements. Oh my god, we haven't oh, even gotten yeah. to Marvel yet. Now I know that you're not as big into Marvel as you are DC. We've established that in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. But I am curious to hear your thoughts about these these series and, and if you which ones you specifically are more excited for. Now, we already know that they already announced uh, a couple of these previously in other you know in other um, in other conventions and other Comic Cons in terms of what's coming to Disney Plus. We know that WandaVision got a new trailer. That one's the next the first one that's coming out on January fifteenth. Uh, okay. Falcon and Winter Soldier is coming out March 19th of 2021 and uh, Loki is also set, set to come out in May of 2021 and, and the, all three of those got new trailers uh, along with the new series called What If which is an animated series that kind of has these curious little um, basically what if scenarios what, what would happen if for example if Peggy Carter got the super soldier serum and became Captain Britain what happened if there was a evil version of Doctor Strange what if Captain America was a zombie a bunch of different uh, what if um, what if um, Prince T'Challa uh, was was uh, was turned into Star-Lord instead of instead of uh, what's his name uh, so from those series and, and have you seen any of the like the uh, or heard of any of the premise of any of these by, by any chance I glanced at it quickly. And the what if is surprisingly enough based off a famous um, comic by Marvel, which Marvel always did Marvel what ifs. Like, um, that's where a lot of their ideas came from. Yep. But I, I didn't get to look at all the series. Of the three major ones that you mentioned, yep. two of which I am generally excited for and I will watch, okay. one of which I don't give a flying fuck. Okay. Okay. Let's see if you can guess. Which ones do you think I, I'll, I'll watch? So between WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki? Correct. I think the one you don't give a crap about is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Incorrect. Really? Yes. WandaVision, then. Looking, yes. Okay. Um, hmm. Nothing against those actors and actresses. I actually think Olsen is the best of all the Olsens. Um, but uh, 
Wanda, uh, the Scarlet Witch, and Vision are probably the least interesting characters in the Avengers to me um, because nothing was really done with them other than the fact that they love each other. And I'm talking about in the comics and outside the comics. Right. And there's not a there's not a hook that I care for with that movie, uh, the the show. Maybe it's fantastic. Maybe I'm the wrong person to watch the show, but I don't care. But Captain America and the Winter Soldier, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, really should be Cap. Is it Falcon or Captain America? Is he, <laughs> you, you know how many times is I he, keep correcting myself and stop saying Captain Falcon? Captain Falcon, show me your boobs. Yeah, show me your boob. Um. So it it is it is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay, it should be Captain America and Winter Soldier because Falcon did turn into Captain America for some time. But uh, with right. that said, that show looks like it's going to be good. Uh, yes. Nice little action buddy cop and Loki. God damn, you can't go wrong with that actor. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston uh, does a does a fantastic job, and he just has this like. Fu- and this is gonna sound really like me man crushing on him but screw it something about when he's in the outfit and he just does that smile it's just like ah, I want to see what the, what what the hell you're gonna do next and is, it, is that good oh I was just gonna say he's a cutie patootie he knows how to get the so, ball rolling so WandaVision came out with a second trailer they came out with another trailer for it uh, we finally got a full length trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier and another one for Loki I'm interested in all three of these for different reasons. WandaVision, I have no idea what's going on, and that's why I want to see how this goes. Um, because I have an idea, but also, Vision's dead. What, 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 what happened? Is he a figment of Wanda's imagination? Is he a figment of the environment? Like, what in the hell is going on? So that's really the more reason I'm curious more than anything else. There has been some Easter eggs that people have been saying about, like, seeing other characters, but I won't get into that this one. Uh, Loki looks like it's going to be an absolute delight. Tom Hiddleston will, will, will conquer that. I think that out of the three se- series, that will have the biggest following. Agreed. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is actually a different direction than I thought it was now that I saw the trailer. Not that it makes me want to see it any less. Especially with the end scene, it looks like very, like, buddy cop or odd couples kind of scenarios. Which Mm -hmm. I really dig, because when you think about it, they are two very different people. And the only thing they have in common is their admiration slash friendship with Captain America. Which is not there anymore, so now they have to kind of figure things out on their own. So it's like, this could be... A better, a different show than I thought, but a fun one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, these are gonna be these are gonna be these are gonna be fun. Marvel is really gonna go flipping nuts. <laughs> um, we also got other announcements. We know that Miss Marvel is also gonna be made into a Disney Plus series in late 2021. Uh, she's in the new Avengers video game that just came out. Uh, but- I'm sorry. What did you say, Miss Marvel? Is that really what you're thinking about the series? Yeah, dude, I don't give a shit about Ms. Marvel. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm not really sold on it either. That and Hawkeye. You know what, I, you know what I don't like about Ms. Marvel? And this is something that they do in comics all the time. Yep. And they do it with Marvel, they do it with DC. Mm-hmm. It's, she is just a branch-off tokenization or a direct rip-off of a already established character. Well, they did say that it's going to tie into not only Captain Marvel, but I believe they said it's also going to tie into... Um, uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, well, see, the thing is, is just that it's the same thing as I don't know. Like, let me take another character, like Superboy. It's clearly just a, a offshoot of Superman, which sometimes <laughs> works and sometimes doesn't. Yeah, but like, I think Ms. Marvel was clearly introduced as a new character mm-hmm. to just simply try to get momentum behind her like if you took that character and you took miss marvel off the name yeah how successful good of that character would be mm, touche speaking of uh obvious homages to other superheroes she hulk is also going to be uh a series which i don't know part of me is a little bit interested uh they did announce that mark ruffalo will make a cameo as hulk in the in the series uh but they also said that abomination will be in there played by tim roth who was uh, abomination in the incredible hulk the one with um edward norton uh, also heard some rumblings we might get Daredevil's return because it's all well, legal thing. So I mean that could know how know how I just bitch and moan about characters that <laughs> take names from other characters. Yeah, I am fucking looking forward to She Hulk. I think She Hulk is a lot more fascinating of a character than the Hulk. Agreed. And I've read some She Hulk comics. Yeah, I like her as a character. So I think if they do this right, 
then they can go for it. But you, side note, right? Yep. Do you know who I think would have been the perfect She-Hulk um, casting? But she might be a little bit too old. But um, oh God, I forget her name. The Yellow Time Force Ranger. She looks oh, like She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah she I can see that. Uh, but it's it's a little too late. I think she's in her forties or fifties. But regardless, right? Right. I'm looking forward to She-Hulk. I think it'll be good. Uh, so we got Moon Knight is also going to be a series coming out for Disney Plus, which I really don't know much about Moon Knight. So Moon Knight kind of fluctuates uh, fluctuates depending on who is Moon Knight at the time. But the general premise is he's, he's the equivalent of Marvel's uh, Batman, but his superpowers only work at night. He has um, basically. And again, I'm not the biggest Moon Knight fan, but he has like Captain America level powers, but they only function at night, hence why he's called Moon Knight. But he's basically a dark vigilante like Batman. Interesting. I mean, I could, this, I could, I could, I could get behind that. Yeah, he's a very popular character. I've, I never got into it, so my knowledge is limited. Mm. But again, it's a character that made his name as his own, and mm. he has a pretty good following behind him. So now these other ones. Again, these a lot of these ones could go either way for me. Um, specifically, Secret Invasion. Yeah. So Secret Not Invasion. Sure how to feel about that? Secret Invasion is a newly announced series headed to Disney Plus that stars Samuel Jackson's coming back as Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn. I, I hope I'm saying that right as Skrull Talos, uh, who we both saw in Captain Marvel. Crossover comic event series showcases a faction of shape-shifting scrolls who've been infiltrating Earth for years. This could go either way. I, I feel like this could be very entertaining. Or just very boring quickly. Yeah, I think it comes down to two things. One is, are they going to stick to the source material or not? Because if they're doing it stick to the source material, there's a lot of names that they have to pull out for it. If they want to go their own direction, that's perfectly fine. But I don't really give a shit about the scrolls alone. Like, the scrolls are good bad guys to fight against. Yeah. But like, I need at least three or four superheroes to really go up against them. So unless you're pulling out some Avengers that are going to be in the show, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how successful it will be. We shall see. We got two Iron Man like shows. First one's Iron Heart, which I'm not sure if you heard about Iron Heart before. Yes, I did. Yep. I don't care about her. Cool. Um, Armor. Yeah, why would Why do we need Iron Heart when we could have a War Machine show? Which we're going to. Oh, we are. Yeah. Well, Ar- tickle me. I look like an asshole now. Well, I I was about to say it. It's called Armor Wars. So, okay, well, <laughs> that, that I'm interested in. All right, so here it is. Armor Wars, based on the classic Marvel comic series, comes to Disney Plus starring Don Cheadle, returning as James Rhodes, a.k.a. War Machine, who must face what happens when Tony Stark's uh, worst nightmare comes true with his tech falling into the wrong hands. Well, that happens every Iron Man movie, so. <laughs> I know, right? No, but there is a, there is, I know there is a comic series based off of this, um, and yeah. it looks interesting. I guess it's going to it's gonna basically create, like, kind of like, a Mega Man, um, like different like variations of different villain factions off of these suits. So I mean, that could be fun. I, I'm looking forward that one. I'm looking forward to more than I heart. No questions asked. Yes, I agree. Um, other things from Marvel, last minute things here. We got, of course, uh, James Gunn coming back to direct a <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special in 2022. That could be cute. That could be fun. Um, there's also an, an I Am Groot. Baby Tree series. Uh, it's a bunch of just original shorts for Disney Plus, so probably nothing major there. Just like some cutesy little uh, things here. Um, they also did. Uh, they did confirm that while they haven't really uh, gotten too much detail as far as the Marvel movies themselves, they did kind of remind us about Black Widow, Shang Chi, uh, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, uh, Captain Marvel Two has been confirmed. Black Panther Two has also been confirmed. They did. They did say uh, Kevin Feige did confirm they are not recasting the role of T'Challa. So that should be interesting. Black Panther was one of the better mm-hmm. Marvel movies to come out. And yep. uh, got nominated for an be, Academy Award for God's sakes. Yeah. It's gonna be very interesting to see how they work around that. Um, because it's tough, right? The 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 role was so perfectly done beforehand that you don't want to recast and you obviously don't want to recast in honor of the actor who tragically passed away mm-hmm. and it does give you an opportunity to introduce a new concept with the black panther but it kind of goes back to oh god time time to get a little controversial <laughs> whoever you put into that role is still not going to be black panther right it's it's like god forbid robert patterson died after you know batman right and you are going to continue the series 
but you're not going to recast Batman. I don't really want to watch a Batman film that's not about Batman. It's kind of a situ- situation that DC Comics was in with the Joker after Heath Ledger died. Right. But eventually they had to rip off that Band-Aid. So it's going to be interesting what they do. I'm interested in that. I'm, that's about the only thing I'm interested in. All the other movies seem Well, meh. there's one final one that I wanted to say for very last that had been rumored, but Kevin Feige did confirm it is now officially on the table. There's no timetable for release, but they have confirmed they are currently working on a Fantastic Four movie. Good. Um, I was talking to someone about this today. Yep. Um, and I'm in the minority a bit, but I think Fantastic Four is one of the greatest properties that Marvel has, which they do not use. Now, well, this is gonna they be... just got it back. Well, yes, true. But like, e- even so, like even with the comics, mm-hmm. they don't really push Fantastic Four as they did back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and into the 90s. This is what I would say, and I get it, right? Property and, and license and all the rights and all that shit, I get that, but the three things that I think if Marvel is truly going to succeed, but th- because they have a rocky road, right? A lot of these characters are not known. A lot of these characters I don't think have been proven. I, and the Avengers are great and all, but even the Avengers I don't think were as good as these properties. Spider-Man, right? The X-Men, and Fantastic Four. Those three properties I think are the best properties that Marvel has. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're always utilized correctly. Right. That doesn't always mean they're the best sellers. But in pure concept, characters, villains, everything, you can go no wrong with them if you just hit it correctly. So I believe that if they actually pull out a good Fantastic Four movie, I mean, it, it, could, it could be a fucking mega buck winner. I agree with you on that. I think that um, I think that uh, oh, and I, I I forgot here. I'm sorry. I, I had to backtrack a little bit here. Um, the couple things real quick on the Marvel front before I wrap that part up. Uh, they did say Kevin Feige has said in previous um, interviews that X Men is definitely coming to Marvel Cinematic Universe. They just want to do it the right way, so they have to figure out how they want to integrate that with obviously also the plethora of the new Marvel series coming to Disney Plus too. Uh, speaking of the Marvel movie, the last tidbit I want to briefly wrap on this part is the Spider Man three announcements. We've heard a lot of Spider Man three announcements, not a title yet, but there's been confirmation that not only are we seeing. Um, we are seeing Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire coming back to make a multiverse kind of situation, but also uh, we are going to be receive, receive the uh, return of Dr. Octopus um, from Spider-Man 2, who I believe was played by, I'm trying to find the gentleman actor's name here, uh, Alfred Molina, who played uh, yeah. Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2, and Kirsten Dunst is also coming back? Sure. I mean, isn't Doc Ock dead from Spider-Man 2? I'm pretty sure he died. I'm pretty sure he died too. Well, well, I mean, it's comic books. I guess people can come back to life. Um, if what they're doing is actually this multiverse Spider-Man thing, mm-hmm. which is obviously stemming from, I think, two things. One is the Spider-Verse movie that they did with Miles Morales and Peter. And also, I think what DC is doing kind of with their multiverse. Yep. I think it's an answer to those two. I think it'd be a good idea, right? The Garfield movies were pretty good. The Toby movies were good. I think... The third movie is obviously pretty rough, but the first two were really good. And honestly, the second Spider-Man movie with Doc Ock is top five comic book movies of all time. Um, my only concern is this, right? Is that, is it too much for one movie? Right? There's so many stars, yeah. there's so many characters that you're pulling in. And one of the problems that the third Spider-Man movie had and arguably other Spider-Man movies, or arguably any other movie, is you have too many villains, right? Or, in this case, too many Spider-Mans. Like, I can kind of get it doing three Spider-Mans, but do we really need Kirsten Dunst back? Do we really need um, Gwen... Uh, what was her name? Um, the woman that played Gwen Stacy. Yeah, I know who uh, you're talking about. I can't remember the actress. She's, she's, she's really good, too. Uh, Emma Stone. Do we really need Emma Stone back? I think if they focus just on bringing back the two Spider-Mans. Yep. I think it would probably be a better idea. But hey, I mean, they're swinging for the fences. Yeah, I mean, I think what they're going to... I think what they're trying to do is, and I could be wrong here, um, that, you know, I, I think they're trying to make this the biggest and best... Because Spy- I think this will probably be the last Spider-Man solo film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
And really? Why do you think that? I, I think it might be just because of the Sony deal. I could be wrong. I, I think, although I think they might have they might have done multiple. They agreed to two. I don't know what the deal is. But anyway, I think that might be the, I, this could be the last Spider-Man movie in the MCU. Could okay. be. Um, and I, I'm, I'm basing that because I don't know what the deal is with Spider-Man and Sony and, and Marvel right now. So my thought process is that like, okay, cool, this is the last chance we have with them. Fuck it, we're gonna go balls to the wall with this. Um, and why the fuck not? You know, especially if this is gonna be a precursor to. I know I keep referencing Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, but I think there's going to be a very, very fucking pivotal movie in like the future of everything MCU. Um, okay. So I just think that's going to be the last one for for them, and so that's a lot of lot of fucking Marvel stuff. But I've got to backtrack real quick to back to Star Wars for one second because I forgot to mention that there is a Star Wars movie coming out December 2023, Rogue Squadron. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. not the video game. Not the tag yeah. team. This, uh, I forgot about this, but I'm very curious on how this works. Rogue Squadron in the extended Legends universe with Wedge Antilles and Baron Fell and everyone else was a really good story. So I'm curious what this Rogue Squadron will be. If it doesn't have Wedge Antilles in it, it automatically gets an F- minus to me. Well, interestingly enough, the director uh, is Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman 1984. Well, we at least know it's in good hands. Correct. Because Patty Jenkins is a is a good director who stands by what she believes is done right. But bloody hell, Patty, if you don't have Wedge and Tilly's, it's not Rogue Squadron. That's like having X-Men and not having Wolverine. It's a star player. Now, I will say this, that as far as the other announcements from Disney, there are still a, a buttload to go through. And I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm just going to hit on a couple of them because, for example, like there's one that just like uh, a Pixar movie called Luca, a movie set in Italy about a, bo a boy named Luca. That's fucking it. That's the only description. So I'm not even going to bother like speculating on, gee, wonder if Luca's Italian. Um, <laughs> like I'm not going to waste my time. So I kind of handpicked a couple of these from the Pixar and Disney side. So I'm just going to rapid fire these and I'll get your opinions on these real quick, Andrew. Um, sure. We know that they're going to do a Zootopia series, Zootopia Plus. It'll be a series on Disney Plus streaming around spring of 2022. Uh, Tiana, the princess from The Princess and the Frog, and Moana will also get their own shows on Disney Plus as well, coming from the Pixar side. Uh, we also know that there's going to be a car series with Lightning McQueen and Mater that's coming in the next year or so. Uh, but the big one is uh, Lightyear, which is an origin story for Buzz Lightyear, who will be voiced by Chris Evans. That'll be hitting the, the movie theaters uh, in two years. That's the big one out of all the Pixar ones. So, I mean, we could talk. I think all those will be successful ideas. Yep. Right, the Moana. A lot of my kids watch Disney to death. <laughs> so I've seen all these shows, uh, these movies a million times, especially Moana, especially Toy Story. Yep. Um, I'm curious on how they're going to do Cars because Cars had a good, satisfying ending at the end of three. I don't think they need to jump into that well again. Um, but and uh, Zootopia was a really good movie, very underrated. But Buzz Lightyear, I don't know if you remember this. There was a TV show back in the day, Buzz yes. Lightyear Star Command, yep. which was actually for a kid fucking fantastic it was a good show so, oh my god so, so if they, it, if they it, take it, anything from that it could it could actually be fun i don't know it's an origin story for the actual character that the toy is based off of so it's actually yeah. the human being not buzz lightyear the toy um, you mean we're Chris, not gonna see like him in hasbro getting built and we, we, fucking packaged <laughs> fucking weird right this is a whole movie I just want to hear Chris Evans go, rah, 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 rah. Um, but uh, two other quick things I just want to know because I, I saw these here. Um, I, I, my notes are all over the place. Uh, another movie that they did announce as far as part of Marvel, they are doing a third Ant-Man film called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Um, everybody will be returning with the villain being Kang the Conqueror. Oh, that should be interesting. Which I've heard and I know is a pretty significant Marvel villain, so that should be a lot of fun. Um, and Andrew, I definitely recommend you check out the trailers for Loki and Winter Soldier and Falcon if you haven't seen them already. But I saw this as a Pixar movie, and I just I needed to say this because the description of this movie just sounds fantastic. There's a movie called Turning Red, and ready for this? Ready? Mm -hmm. It's about a 13-year-old girl going through puberty that transforms into a giant red panda. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, why? What is this? What's going on in the world? I want to see, like some, I wanna like see some that movie. Japanese head tie shit. I want to see that Are movie we, so bad. 
the syllabus. Okay, sure. Dude, um, it's like, do you know there's a short on, um, I forget what it's called, but there's a short on Disney Plus, look it up, where it's about this woman that makes a dumpling and the dumpling becomes sentient and then she kind of raises a dumpling as a kid, but it's all just a metaphor for like her own kid who's leaving the house and all that junk. But it's just really weird seeing a woman like nursing and taking care of this dumpling. For some reason, this this panda movie just made me fucking think about it. <laughs> it looks interesting, dude. Um, did your kids ever get into We Bear Bears? No, I've seen oh, the show. I've seen the show though, and it looks interesting. It's a fantastic show. Trent loved it. Mm. So I didn't know. For some reason, you talked about a panda, so I just thought about Bears. <laughs> but I think for an episode about random crap and, mo- and mostly talking about the Disney investor call, um, I think we've hit at everything. Anything else to, to say on this one, Andrew? I think next week we'll definitely hit more on the RPG video gaming stuff. Uh, no, I don't really have anything else. Cool. <laughs> I know. it's it. I, I unloaded a lot of information, but I think we did enough deep diving here. That's That's good stuff. <laughs> I think it was good. Um, and then next week we'll come back and we'll do what the poll was about, which is going to be RPG stuff. Oh, so yeah. It should be interesting because I know my history with RPGs, but I don't know yours that much. Not much. You guys have. <laughs> you, see, you guys all have to understand Connor and I, we, we spent hours with each other, just in high school, hours, right? Mm. But the only video games that we played tangentially together. At the same time, were wrestling games, fighting games, and well, melee is fighting, but wrestling, fighting, and that's about Ooh. it. And, and Mario Kart, right? We didn't play. It was either WWE, SmackDown, or No Mercy, or something like that. Yeah, Mario Kart. Or oh, Super we did play. Was, we did play Battlefront. Remember? Yep, and Twisted Metal. But oh, um, oh dude, Twisted Metal Black was so hardcore. <laughs> I, I will. I will publicly say this with no shame. That's the only video game that ever gave me nightmares. I f- fucking terrified of that game when it came out. Dude, it's messed up, especially with the endings. Yep. So, um, but we we never played and like I I play a ton of adventure games and RPGs, but I don't know if you do because I don't know what you play, especially Adult Connor, because Adult Connor has to kind of regulate himself towards his kids. Uh, same thing as Adult Connor. Yeah. Andrew, so. I'm getting I'm getting back into games now. Really. What? That was caught on microphone, Andrew. What? What are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in for anybody who wants to listen to that. Oh my god! You can't just put a thing over it. It goes blah blah blah. <laughs> you should just do it. Just say blah blah blah. Or just speak it to go. <laughs> Dude, it's twelve o'clock at night. I'm barely awake. <laughs> I was I just gonna to say, a... is I'm getting back into video gaming now that I have the new <laughs> Xbox Series S, and and I'm having fun on Twitch and just rediscovering new games, uh, like a lot of platformers like Crash Bandicoot. I'm playing Call of Duty again, and so it's it, I'm getting back into it. But but we can talk about that next time, Andrew. Any other things to say before we wrap this up? Just safety. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, guys. I'm, I'm okay, Fabe. He is Andrew Cutter. And make sure you follow the podcast at World of Fandom Podcast. I'm going to go spray some aerosol. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> Take care. And as always, take it easy. Uh, bye.